Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Hello, Cosmos Country. On this week's episode, I will discuss the latest Cosmos news, and I have an exclusive story to share later in the show. I just want to start off by saying that as I'm recording this episode on Tuesday night, the New York Cosmos have drew 0-0 against Aldelphi Panthers, Aldelphi University. The Cosmos drew 0-0. I said last week that the Cosmos should have played against or had a couple of matches against college teams and some matches against local semi-pro amateur teams professional teams you have fc motown in new jersey one of the top teams from the garden state soccer league in the mpsl they made it to the final of the national premier soccer league last season and they lost it to miami fc but they are a very 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 top team i think they play the ecuador national team behind closed doors so they are a quality team that the cosmos should play against but the point i'm trying to make is that Not every single match the Cosmos will win in the regular season, in the Founders Cup, in preseason. And preseason is not all about the W. It's not about the win all the time. It's about fitness and team chemistry, team bonding. Um, The whole point of preseason is to make your mistakes there, is to make your mistakes in preseason, see how everything goes, get together as a team, and hopefully you have what it takes to succeed, to win matches during the season. And that's what we expect from the New York Cosmos. But for sure, the Cosmos would be testing new players to see if they want to officially sign them ahead of the MPSL Classic season and the MPSL Founders Cup. So I just wanted to put that out there that the Cosmos drew nil-nil against Aldelphi University. A lot of Cosmos supporters have been asking, when can we buy tickets? When can we uh, buy season tickets? And I want to say that I've been told that this week, The Cosmos will announce season tickets, and there will also be Founders Cup-only ticket packages. We need to fill up Metro Complex. A lot of fans probably can't make it out. It's too far for them. It's not ideal um, for public transportation. There's no way to get there. You take the train, maybe you need to take a taxi, things like that. I hope the club and the Five Points will put on some sort of supporter bus. I know North Carolina FC... And I know a lot of people don't want to hear about a USL club, but what they do that, that I think is very special, they have a club bus. It's a very small bus. The club puts it on every single match day. I think the bus goes to local pubs and picks people up, brings them to the games, brings them back to the pub, and they can have fun and party there. The Cosmos should do something like that or the Five Points where that's meet in Queens, that's meet in Long Island, that's meet, um, for example, in Brooklyn and bring the fans there. Uh, because I know a lot of fans want to see the games and they want to be in attendance. There are a lot of fans on social media saying the Cosmos need to be back in Coney Island. You even have Coney Island stakeholders saying, why are the Cosmos not here? And I think they're going to miss a lot of Brooklyn supporters um, because they are not 
and Coney Island. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is that we need to support the team wherever they are. I think it's great that the club will be announcing season ticket packages this week, and there will also be uh, Founders Cup only ticket packages. Support the team, and that's Philip Mitchell Complex. The Cosmos have officially signed Albanian national team captain Ayanse Agoli. This is what he had to say on joining the New York Cosmos. I feel very comfortable. It's like a family inside the locker room. I'm very excited and looking forward to the games and getting results with the team. In Albania, when you say American soccer, Cosmos is the first name that comes up. I know this club is about tradition, and I will do my best to help the team and keep the tradition. Just let that sink in. In Albania, when you say American soccer, Cosmos is the first name that comes up. And I know a lot of fans will hate that and will say, oh, the Cosmos are not relevant. The Cosmos don't matter. You have a 36-year-old captain of the Albanian national team coming to play for the New York Cosmos, a historic club in U.S. soccer. Okay, we're not sanctioned by the United States Soccer Federation, but we still have the pull. We could be playing in a great league for independent soccer, but a lot of fans will see this league and will see the Cosmos making these signings as, oh, they're just trying to um, make headlines or they're just trying to maybe buy the league or things like that. But the Cosmos in the past have always signed big-name players. And it's great that the Cosmos still have that pull, that still have that attraction, even in 2019, that they can sign a player, a captain from the Albanian national team. And you might be saying, okay, yeah, John, the captain of the Albanian national team is not on the same level as Raul and Marco Senna. But that's not the point. What I'm trying to say is that each player has their own level, right? We have local players that are not on the same level as Messi and Ronaldo. Half of the world is not on that level. But a goalie is a great player, is a big name player in his own right in European soccer. And I would like to wish him... Best of luck this summer, this spring, with the New York Cosmos in the MPSL Classic season and in the uh, Founders Cup, in the inaugural Founders Cup. And he will bring a lot of experience to the locker room. He says like a family. Yeah, the Cosmos are like a family. And that's what makes the club very special for supporters, for players. That's why Danny Satella and Bloody Bartage want to stay connected to the team. I don't know if I can reveal this, but Bloody Bartage, he had other offers to go abroad and play for other teams, but he wanted to stick with the New York Cosmos. And that's not out there, right? That's not in the public eye. That's not in the local media. But he had chances to leave the New York Cosmos, but he wanted to stay and wear that green shirt and and represent the New York Cosmos. He loves New York City. And now you have him teaming up with a goalie Albanian national team player. There's pictures of them together having a great time. And I think a goalie is going to bring a lot to the club on and off the field. And I really wish that the Cosmos use this player to bring more fans in the door. When the Cosmos signed Nico Kronjar back in the modern day NASL, the club brought Nico Kronjar to a local Croatian pub. I think that was in Astoria, Queens. It could be wrong. But somewhere in New York City, there was this Croatian pub. Nico Kronjar showed up, and they all knew who he was. That was their star player for their country. And they got to take a picture, sign autographs, and it was just a great night interacting with a local countryman that is a professional soccer player. And I think 
if the Cosmos can do that, not put up a billboard in Times Square and say, come see a goalie, the Albanian national team player. That's not what we want, right? That's not going to reach the target audience. You want to go to Albanian soccer fans, to European soccer fans, and say, hey, we have your national team captain. Come see him play for your local team, the New York Cosmos. And back in the Raul and Marco Senna days, they were only Marco Senna fans. They were only Raul fans. But hopefully, we can create Cosmos fans from them coming to see their national team player play for the New York Cosmos. So I would like to know what you think on the signing and and how do you think the Cosmos will promote the club in the future ahead of the season? Or do you think they will promote the club? Besides, um, like I said last week, I think it was uh, social media posts boosted posts and um, mailing some sort of card to season ticket holders and things like that. Um, It's not going to be high profile marketing, but I think the Cosmos need to be smart with their marketing. You don't need to spend a million dollars on a billboard wherever in New York city, go to the people, go to the soccer fans at the pub, watching a La Liga game, a Premier League game, whatever match, go and meet local soccer fans And show them that, hey, we have this player, we have that player. Say, hey, we have the national team captain of Albania. And go to Albanian fans, and that's going to be like their Messi, their big-name player. It's their star, their countrymen. And uh, I think the people will come if the Cosmos can do that. I think over the years, the Cosmos have been successful in attracting supporters when they sign big-name players. But like I said earlier, they didn't stick around. The fans didn't stick around after Raul left, after Marco Senna hung up his boots. Um, but I hope a lot of fans will come out, not to see um, a goalie, but to come out and see the rest of the Cosmos squad. So I have an email from a listener. His name is Neil Shapiro. I would like to thank him for sending in an email to at firstteampod at gmail.com. You can send in your thoughts via email at firstteampod at gmail.com, and I will read it out on next week's episode. Neil had this to say. Hi, John. I agree with you that the Cosmos should be playing semi-pro clubs in the preseason. But if you read in between the lines, the Cosmos are working with a small budget to play locally. It is keeping costs down. As a fan, I do not have a problem with a former Red Bull or Major League Soccer player coming to the New York Cosmos. It is all about opportunity and playing with the New York Originals. All these years later, the New York Cosmos brand is still popular today. And yeah, Neil, it is. You see a goalie, the Albanian national team captain, coming out and saying, in Albania, when you think American soccer, you think the New York Cosmos. And I think that's that's massive. If you have MLS commissioner Don Garber reading that, he's probably like, what, the Cosmos? They're going to play in MPSL Pro, and that's the big-name team in, in American soccer? He's probably crying when he sees that quote. And there would be a lot of haters saying, the Cosmos are not big. They're not popular anymore. Yeah, they are popular. It doesn't matter if we're playing Sunday League every single season. We're still bigger and better than FC Cincinnati. Whatever club you want to throw in the hat, we're still bigger and better than you. And I'm not trying to be arrogant, and I'm not trying to be rude, but this is facts. This is facts. When you go across the world and you say, American soccer, name a club. They're not going to say LA Galaxy because of Zlatan, right? Not because he scored a goal from midfield. They most likely will say the New York Cosmos. So going back to Neil's email, the pro-rail conversation is interesting. Why Major League Soccer 
has not complied has to do with money. Now part of the requirement to get the World Cup in 1994 was that the USA had to have a pro league, and I would not be surprised if the pro-rel rule was waived. Additionally, Major League Soccer was supposed to start 1994, and it began in 1995 because they needed to come up with ownership that had deep pockets. Fast forward to 2019, MLS is a closed system that has created its own marketing division, some which is Soccer United Marketing, so they control everything. Yeah, they do control everything 100%. The span of influence is too broad. Major League Soccer, Soccer United Marketing, and the United States Soccer Federation all work in lockstep. You can even add the USL. It is all about maximizing revenues for the owners and the federation. Let's call it the NFL model. It's all about money. Now where pro Roll can start to take hold is in the lower divisions, leagues. Uh, MPSL can now have the teams and the financial structure because so many of them are community-based, not tied with the United States Soccer Federation Professional League rules. Saying that the MPSL Founders Cup is successful could be the pathway for ProRel in MPSL. I will say ProRel will happen at some level in the future. The question is who will blink first? As for Beckham and Inter-Miami acquiring Lockhart Stadium, yes, it is sad, but when Fort Lauderdale is sitting on an empty piece of land, not collecting tax revenue, and someone comes with a large check, they're not going to say no. I read stories over the years that Lockhart has faced a wrecking ball numerous times. It is a classic stadium that has seen better days. The memories of the Strikers will live on. At least they will be playing soccer there once again. Great podcast, Neil. And I want to sort of talk about his last point there about Pro-Rel. And he's saying that if the Founders' Cup is successful, then that could be the pathway for Pro-Rel with the MPSL. And um, I don't think that's true. And I'm not putting down your opinion, right? That's your opinion, Neil. But the way I see it is that I think the main problem with Pro-Rel is that a lot of people see it as get promoted, earn a lot of money for your club, and have a chance to play in the top flight. No one ever thinks of how do you get into the Pro-Rel structure. No one ever thinks about that state league team. How do you get into that Pro-Rel structure? And in an ideal world, it's moved from the state league to a MPSL, a national regionalized league. But every single league is a closed league. And when you understand that, I think that will make it a lot easier. Every single league in U.S. soccer, to a certain extent, is a closed league. The MPSL is a closed league, but they have a more open system to the point where they listen to their members where they um, meet up each year and they all have a stake in the league. They all have a say. Say they will implement promotion and relegation tomorrow. It's only MPSL Classic teams making a step up to the Founders' Cup. And that's not promotion and relegation or the way I want to see it in U.S. soccer. I would love to see Pro-Rel where the whole pyramid, even Major League Soccer, is taking part in it. But that's a ideal world. If everything goes correctly, that's the way we can see it. But even MPSL has their own issues where I think the expansion fee is 20 grand to join MPSL Classic this summer season. 
where in some markets you only play 10 matches, maybe five home, five away. So that's 20 grand. Five grand is like the annual league fee. So you're talking about 20 grand to join, five grand each year. And for a state league team making that step up, that's never going to happen. And in pro rel, there's no expansion fees. But going back to your point, Neil, I would like to see MPSL be more open and work with other stakeholders in their level, at their tier in U.S. soccer, instead of finding deep-pocketed owners in smaller markets. Um, because money is great, right? Having a, a deep-pocketed owner is great. But like I said last week, Major League Soccer is not going to have a team in every single market, or every single market is never going to have a Major League Soccer team, and that's where MPSL comes in. But the level to join them is expensive for the everyday person as well. So that's why a lot of markets just have state league teams, but then those teams want to join the next level. They can't in a closed system. Hopefully everyone can make the jump up regardless of each league's rules in the future when we have promotion relegation one day. But maybe in the future we will have a discussion on promotion relegation where we can bring on other stakeholders. We can have players, former players, league owners, club owners at all levels throughout the pyramid and me just hosting it and not giving my opinion but letting them talk and share their thoughts. And I just want to end on this point that he made about Fort Lauderdale. He said that the memories of the Strikers will live on. I hope they do. I think you're right to a certain extent is that Lockhart Stadium has probably seen better days for sure. But I think I'm a traditionalist and I like to see iconic stadiums stay around and not get ruined um, by uh, Major League Soccer and David Beckham's new team. And I think that's the sad part is that if it was just for a USL team, which was the other bid, if it was just for them to come in and renovate it and put a USL team, I think I would be okay with that. But just because that's David Beckham and Major League Soccer, I don't think I like that. But I don't live in Fort Lauderdale. I'm not a striker supporter, right? The Cosmos back in the day were a rival with the strikers. And I think what makes me uneasy about this whole thing is that it's David Beckham and Major League Soccer uh, wanting to knock it down and put up their own structure. If it was another bid, I wish that would have won. But if it was another bid and they would just renovate the facility and put a USL team and maybe get the striker's name, I think that would be a better way to honor um, striker soccer or Fort Lauderdale soccer. But just because Miami MLS is going to bring their reserve team, MLS Miami 2, and play there, I think it's sad. I think everything happens for a reason. And like you said, at least there will be soccer. At least there will be a facility there that people can go and support, I guess. Um, but I would like to see it stay the way it is. I would like the facility to be honored in the right way and not um, disrespected because on that field you had Pelé, you had Ray Hudson, you had Thomas Rangan, you had striker stars, you had Cosmo stars, you had former NASL stars, and now you're going to have um, a brand new facility, not Lockhart Stadium, nothing like back in the day, but you will have a brand new venue. And I guess that's what matters in um, local government. They want a new venue, they want something more exciting, something modern, and something that they can uh, fill. Uh, most calendar days, I guess. The Cosmos have a handful of players currently training with the club that they will announce over the next couple of weeks. One of the players that we know of is Dominic Falinga. I think it was leaked by his girlfriend or his wife or something like that on social media. I'd like to welcome Dominic to the club. Wish him the best of luck. I wish him all the success this season in the Founders Cup. And you can go on our Twitter page and he has a quote 
um, that we got from him the other day on his first day with the New York Cosmos. And this is what he had to say. It's a very humbling experience to be able to play for such a prestigious club along with the players and coaching staff who have so much experience in the game. To be able to learn every day from them is a privilege that I'm extremely happy and excited to be a part of. So uh, welcome, Dominic, to the club. So I just want to end on this. We have exclusive news on First Team Podcast, and I'm glad you stayed tuned in to this week's show. I revealed on First Team Podcast on Twitter and on the website, firstteampod.com, and this is exclusive, and I'll say it again. This is exclusive news to First Team Podcast. The New York Cosmos will host a international friendly this summer. I can't mention what team, uh, but that will be announced at a later date by the New York Cosmos. That will be a official announcement. The exclusive news was that the Cosmos will play a international friendly this summer. They will host it, right? They won't travel across the world like they did in previous years. What I've been told is that the New York Cosmos were in talks with Real Betis of La Liga. They wanted to host them at Metro Complex, but uh, Real Betis came back and said that the turf, the Cosmos facilities at Metro Complex was not good enough for them to come over here and play the New York Cosmos. And I think that's sad that Real Betis couldn't come over, but you want to hear the weirdest part? They agreed to sign and play with Chattanooga FC, and I do believe that Chattanooga FC, they do play on a turf field. So you can make up your mind of why they decided to play with Chattanooga instead of the New York Cosmos. But we have been told, First Team Podcast has been told, and we've reported this on our website and on Twitter, that the Cosmos will play a German club that is well-known to Cosmos supporters. So I would just leave it as that. Hopefully next week we will have the official announcement Uh, But I would love to get your thoughts on this exclusive news. The New York Cosmos will host an international friendly this summer. I'm looking forward to it. And this will be the first time the New York Cosmos have hosted a international friendly in New York City in the modern era. Back in the day, the Cosmos hosted uh, foreign clubs almost every season. But in the modern era, the Cosmos haven't hosted a international friendly. They have traveled abroad. They went to the Middle East. They went to uh, Cuba to play the Cuban national team. They played iconic teams. They went to El Salvador to play C.D. Foss, right? We can name all these clubs, great experiences, but it would be great for the Cosmos to host their own match in New York City in front of the five points. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it. Follow First Team Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod. Check out our website, firstteampod.com. Like I said, we have our exclusive article. I would like to thank everyone for following us and listening to the show each week because this was our main purpose. It was to give Cosmos supporters breaking news, to give supporters exclusive interviews with players, with staff, and just bring Cosmos news to supporters around the country and around the world because before First Team Podcast, there was nowhere to go. There was nowhere to, to get news, to read breaking news and reports and rumors and just have discussions with Cosmo supporters. So I would like to thank everyone for tuning into this week's episode. And there's more to come from first team podcast throughout preseason, throughout Cosmos preseason and throughout the MPSL classic season and the MPSL founders cup. So thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it. And as always, let's go near Cosmos. Yeah. Just want to give a shout out to the five points. Five points. Bird boys of Benedict Cosmos and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh.
Yeah, it's New York's green and white. What we bleed, you see in fight. Deed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cause we're country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it in our playing. The fact of it is the rap from scared attacks, hash and bliss. Reacts happen, we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stacking the wing, holding back to stand through the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Fancy you grow down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you about the views. Like shouting cues aloud to you without the dudes. Around my crews, I'll check the past, no excuse. Each session a lesson, it's not about perfection. The work's the test and F's connected like a method. Not breathless after training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.